call and tell us what the situation is there. Right now, though, it's eight minutes before eight. We're delving deeper into the world of mining and engineering from the coalface with Martin Kremer on AM Live. It is, of course, that time on a Friday when AM Live presents another update from the coalface with Martin Kremer, publishing editor of Engineering News and Mining Weekly. Good morning, Martin. Good morning to you, Sakina. Well, it's been a busy week. What's your take on everything that's going on? Well, I still like to think that there could be a means test for students because when I try and get parking at Wits University, those huge student cars, they're all over the place. And when they get out dressed to the nines, I think, well, look, should there be totally free education or should there be a means test? Because some people obviously have got a lot of money there. Mm. So so you're saying that there shouldn't be a blanket Got to be careful with that situation. Uh, Got to be careful. I think Germany's come in with free education now, but it's they had a means test before they did this, and maybe that would be the intermediary step where you can have some sort of means test. If people really can't afford it and they're very bright, they should be there, no doubt about it. But uh, there obviously are others who have got a lot of money <laughs> and they're going in there. What do you do with them? Mm. Okay, let's get back to uh, matters mining related. Uh, crippling new tax laws that have been recommended for South Africa's already um, uh, maimed mining industry. What's your take on that? Yeah, there is concern growing around the Davis Tax Committee recommendations. Uh, the feeling is that there should be a call to action, and that call to action came this week from Mohamed Saluji of KPMG, who said, look, the nation has really got to move fast because the deadline to um, uh, comment on these uh, first round of recommendations is on October the 31st, which is next week. So, you know, he's saying that the three big pillars of uh, the mining tax situation are about to be smashed down if these recommendations come through. And we just had a call, you know, from the business leadership South, uh, South Africa saying, you know, we should really see as a, a patriotic challenge mining all that gold that's still underground there, a huge amount of gold still underground. But, you know, if this sort of tax comes through, which really emphasizes revenue and de-emphasizes growth and de-emphasizes job creation, that's not going to happen because, you know, what has been an age-old gold formula, and it uh, hasn't been formulated without a lot of thought. And, you know, the original thought came from Germany ages ago that, you know, you can't just put – um, mining into the same package as manufacturing. It's got to be treated differently because there are all sorts of different risks and, and, and uh, price taking and uh, you know a lot of uh, effort going into the creation of mines. Now they want to get rid of that formula. You know what the industry is saying? Hey, you should extend that formula to to platinum. Never mind. You know it's it's a very good formula. They say no. Our recommendation is that it be totally crashed. So that's one big pillar. Uh, another uh, is the indexation allowances that come for mining, which are not as easy to explain. But then you've got a, a, a write-off possibility, an early write-off when you're actually developing new mining projects, a sort of an upfront write-off, which is linked to the funding of these mines. And uh, they also want to smash that pillar down. So a lot of concern around this because we had just uh, recently, you know, chairman of our top gold mining companies, top diamond mining companies, sitting around at Joburg and Daba and say, look, we're really in a make or break phase here. You know, uh, do they want to break the industry or do they want to make the industry? Mm. They were making the point that without convergence now, without uh, you know labor coming together with business, with uh, communities and government representing the whole of the country, mining value is going to go from being, you know, billions of rands worth to the assets are going to be hundreds of millions and they're going to keep falling. And, and every time there's an intervention, we see less and less uh, 
encouragement to to invest. People get scared, scared when you know you're trying to run a business and you have to cut costs, and and the government intervenes and says no, you mustn't cut those costs because then you start bleeding. You know, you 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 you're losing money. Now that normally uh, leads to further intervention, as we saw in Zambia. You know, total nationalisation. Well, that nearly killed the copper industry. We've seen that they've learned of the, you know, the early 90s that you, know, you can't do that. So they've come back. But we don't want to have 20 years of lesson. <laughs> you know, we, the other countries have learned. You know, don't fall into that trap again. And that was the warning from top chairman uh, of the uh, gold mining sector and the mining sector. The other interesting story here, Martin, uh, where disillusioned investors are demanding radical changes to the way mining CEOs are incentivized. And I'm sure many people going, we've been waiting for this. Yeah, you know, I mean, these investors are totally disillusioned. The only people who haven't made any money are the shareholders. You know, labor has come through with above inflation increases over a long period of time. Uh, CEOs have walked away with a disgusting amount mm. of money. You know, fund managers have done fine. It's the shareholders that have got nothing. And they're, they're saying, look, we're turning our back on this industry because the way you run it is unbelievably bad. Your boards of directors are useless. They just rubber stamp everything. Your CEOs are incentivized through share uh, uh, price mechanisms, which is crazy because then they misallocate capital, as we've seen it over and over again. They have, uh, you know, they soft targets for investment bankers who just want deals upon deals. They come in there and, and the CEO says, well, I'm incentivized now to, to grow this share price. So what do I do? The, the investment uh, banker says to him, well, buy this company. He, he hardly does proper due diligence. And there was a lot of, there were a lot of examples coming through the, including from the public investment corporation, which looks after the money of, you know, hundreds of civil servants. Uh, uh, people in South Africa, and we must realize that the money going in here is our money. It's it's provident fund money. It's pension fund money. And so the fund managers actually criticized this whole system and said, look, you can't keep incentivizing CEOs in this way. It's skewed because they are actually just going out and buying other companies. And, and when the problems come, they rush out, but they've still cashed in on all their bonuses. You must realize that these people who are now having to allocate capital are not good at allocating capital because they're miners. They're either metallurgists or mining engineers or, or geologists. They don't really know anything about capital allocation. So why is the board putting this on them? Mm. Uh, they should rather say, you are operational. You must learn now to cut unit costs. That's your expertise, you know. Don't start running around uh, um, trying to uh, buy things. And we've seen, you know, with the uh, Anglo-American company, if they hadn't bought Minas Rio in uh, Brazil, uh, which has been really a bad investment, they would have a, a balance sheet virtually debt-free at the moment, you know, which would have put them into a totally different situation. So the, the way... Uh, the mining industry is being run the way all industries are being run is coming under the spotlight you know everybody's being looked at up and down left right and center so uh, that should in time then do well for the industry but in the meantime you know you find investors are saying look we can do much better elsewhere we're not going to go into this industry and that can hurt South Africa badly Mm-hmm. And uh, Transnet, uh, explain to us this one here. Transnet setting out to penalize companies that have failed to meet their local content obligations. You know, we've got this great thing, you know, local content, because it means local jobs. It means local training, because people who come in, they want to sell you big things, uh, maybe locomotives for your rail, you know. You say to them, no, but you must make part of it here, and we want to increase that percentage as we go along. You know, it's part of the uh, Industrial Policy Action Plan, and, and we've been seeing it uh, happen. But when you question uh, some of the actual achievements, yeah, you find 
that in one case, and, and, and the rumors are sweeping around here, you know, in one case, the, the a company building some very big products for uh, Transnet uh, has just ignored those, uh, uh, you know, the, the local content. They said, we'll pay the penalties. Now, if the penalties are so small as you can just pay them, they, they must be bigger. So they need to push this local content. If it's, they're going to do it, they must do it properly. And we see some companies do do it properly, namely uh, General Electric uh, of the United States. They've done a very good job. Looking forward to an update on that. Thank you so much. I'm Martin Kremer, publishing editor of Engineering News and Mining Weekly, and he will, of course, be back with another edition of At the Coalface, same time next Friday. SAFM, South Africa's news and information leader.